January the 9th, 2007. Steve Jobs stood on the stage of another Apple keynote, but this time he was here to announce something rather new, the iPhone. He said in this now legendary speech, and I'm gonna play you a clip of it, here we go. This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. Well, today, we're introducing three revolutionary products of this class. The first one is a widescreen iPod with touch controls. The second is a revolutionary mobile phone. And the third is a breakthrough internet communications device, an iPod, a phone. Are you getting it? These are not three separate devices. This is one device. And we are calling it iPhone. Today, today Apple is going to reinvent the phone. Fast forward to November 2019 and iPhones and smartphones are now the certified king. Most of our websites are now 80 to 90% dominated by people visiting from mobile devices and tablets. But what does that really mean for us little designers trying to still design the web in a sensible way without going insane? Well, it means a lot. So let's talk about that today. This is the 9 Minute Design Show Friday edition with me, Craig Burgess. This episode is called The Big Web is Now The Little Web. But I was young and I was just getting into web design. I was learning how to be a designer and back then when we used to talk about screen resolutions, there wasn't really many. There was just two, in fact. 1024 by 768 and 1280 by 1024. Widescreen computers and widescreen uh, monitors were a thing but most people didn't really have them just yet. I had a flat screen 4x3 ratio monitor. Times were simpler back then. It served me well. Mobile phones, well, I had one of those. In fact, I had a smartphone way back in high school when I was about 14 years old. Phones back then, or in 2007, they were mainly WAP. Do you remember WAP? It was ridiculous. It was a necessity at the time though. Data plans didn't really exist and data was ludicrously expensive. It still is a little bit now. Phone plans weren't really set up to let you browse on the web and use your phone to access the internet. So nobody really did. Most people were using the internet on their mobile phones in a nearly 100% text-based form. Images were just too expensive to download. It just didn't work for people. If you were to view two images on the internet on your mobile phone, you ended up getting a bill for £300. Thinking about it now, I had a Sony Ericsson P1 
back then. 240 by 320 pixels TFT screen, 3.2 megapixel 3x digital zoom rear camera with a VGA 640 pixels and 480 pixel selfie camera. This was so long ago that they weren't even called selfie cameras. It was pretty much like a Palm Pilot and I didn't really use probably 90% of the stuff that was on it. I had an obsession with smartphones even back then, even before they was even really called a smartphone. I think it cost me about 400 quid. Even advanced phones back then were cheaper. Let's not be silly little fanboys here though. Mr. Jobs didn't invent the web-enabled phone. He didn't even invent the idea of accessing the web on different devices. Lots of old phones could access the internet. I'm looking over at you again, WAP albeit in a very simple way and it really wasn't very good. At the time in 2007, even some consoles had had browsers on them already. Sega's Dreamcast had been and gone by 2007. It was released in 1999 and then it was gone in 2001. It wasn't a massive success of a console. Obviously, I had one. I love games consoles. I had pretty much every one and I continue to buy them now. This Dreamcast, it was pretty much my Shenmue console. I didn't use it for much else. So the internet on devices wasn't a new idea. There were phones though that you could access the full internet on too. And that was in 1996. This is the Nokia Communicator. It was released in 1996. It was priced £1,000 in the UK upon launch in 1996. The CEO of Nokia at the time said in 2012 regarding the Nokia Communicator, we were five years ahead of our time. I think you were probably a little bit more than that. So what made the iPhone special? What the iPhone's release did was make the mobile web a real possibility for every single user around the world for the first time, period. It made it accessible so it could be enjoyed by people other than geeks like me. They didn't have to go out and buy a Sony Ericsson P1 who nobody else bought apart from me, I think. It, the possibility of the iPhone was the idea that for the first time everybody was going to get the internet. By coming up with the idea of showing the full web, which was their marketing slogan if I remember rightly at the time, it meant that iPhones scaled down full websites instead of trying to mangle them onto a smaller screen. Remember responsive design didn't exist at this point. It meant that they stayed intact as a website and usable, well that was unless you had a Flash website then, you were screwed basically. Goodbye Adobe Flash, it was nice knowing you. Yes, 2007 was the real beginning of the mobile revolution. At the time in 2007, the iPhone was still a fad device really. It wasn't mainstream by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, I bought one in 2007. Again, I was one of only probably about five people that did. It wasn't mainstream, but it had the real potential to become mainstream. Within a few years of me getting into the industry and starting Genius Division and becoming a web designer, by 2010, the web industry was speaking heavily and strongly about mobile first methodologies, about designing websites for the mobile phone first and then considering the bigger devices after that. This meant that you needed to start to forget about the desktop browsers and be designing and building your websites for mobile devices first. We jumped on this very, very early at Genius Division. In 2011, in fact, it meant we had an edge over a lot of agencies who were still considering the responsive web design movement as a fad. We never saw it as a fad and I'm glad we didn't because it proved successful for us. Oh yeah, that uh, 
responsive web design movement thing. This isn't the video for it. This all kind of got its name from an article that Ethan Marcotte wrote in 2010 that was entitled Responsive Web Design, funnily enough, published on a list apart, which in turn was sort of a response to John Alsop's article, A Dow of Web Design, and that article tried to encourage us to embrace the ebb and flow of websites and not to try to make restrictive designs in Photoshop that forced our users to browse how we intended rather than how they intended. The difference between these two articles though was John Alsop's article was written 10 years before the responsive web design one. So this kind of thing has been around for a really long time. At Genius Division we lapped up these articles at the time and embraced the whole mobile revolution fully. The idea that websites were going to expand and contract based on the size of the device that visited them. That was the future for us as it, as it proved the future for lots of other people too and we're glad we jumped on the bandwagon. The whole responsive web design thing wasn't perfect but it was the only tools that we had in 2010. Tools have now advanced quite a bit but I've still got a little small spot in my heart, a fond memory of Andy Clark's 320 up boilerplate, the first thing I used when I was really getting into responsive web design. But to go back, it was the iPad that really started to change things even more because the rise of the tablet computer really killed off the idea of needing a desktop computer. For your average web user, they didn't need a desktop computer cluttering up the corner of their living room anymore let alone some kind of clunky old laptop. They could just go out and buy a slick piece of aluminium and glass and get all the same benefits. Well, most of the same benefits, if you had a Flash website again, or you use Flash websites, well, it was well and truly dead at this point. Steve Jobs made sure that happened. But the iPad introduced more headaches for us as web developers, but I embraced the change. It was another screen size that we were gonna have to deal with, but these were exciting times in the web design world as things were changing at such a pace that nobody had ever seen before. It seemed like every time we came into work, there were new and better ways of doing things and it was really exciting. And it felt like we were inventing new things every week to make things better and sometimes maybe a little bit worse. New devices with different screens were being introduced seemingly every day and this was the first time we were seeing the fruits of our labour, our investment in responsive web design. When new screen sizes were brought out by different devices, do you remember the Nexus 7? We didn't need to redesign websites anymore, the websites just resized to fit the screen, it was glorious and we started to see the benefits of embracing responsive web design. By the way, this isn't the Nexus 7, this is Google's first ever phone that they made, the name which escapes me right now, but obviously I had one of those too and it was fairly terrible. Around 2013 and 14, I started seeing a lot of press about the imminent death of the desktop computer. Tablet computer sales had far outstripped desktop computer sales for a few years and everybody was waiting for the moment to happen. And it's actually quite funny because now the industry is going the other way with lots of news talking about how the PC market is stabilizing and tablet sales are, are starting to fall. But we'll, we'll get back to that in a bit. Then in 2014, tablet sales did outstrip PC sales and nothing changed really. We just shrugged our shoulders and carried on doing what we were doing. It was a big moment though. 
This was the moment when we were seeing in our web analytics around 40 to 50% of users to our websites visiting on devices that weren't traditionally classed as computers. This is the beginning of the end really for the big device. Half of our users now were visiting using mobile devices. We were getting to the point where mobile and tablet devices were taking over the desktop devices that were visiting our websites and a new king of devices was about to be crowned. But it wasn't the iPhone that sees us where we are now with over 80 to 90% dominance of traffic to websites. It was a little, or I guess rather very big device called the Samsung Galaxy Note. Whilst we were all talking about tablet sales overtaking desktop sales, Samsung were quietly starting the phablet revolution with their Note phones, first introduced in 2011. And I, I can't believe how long ago that was. Obviously, I bought one of these too. Samsung announced a phone at the time which had a huge screen for the time. It was a 5.3 inch display. To put that into perspective, the Note 10, which has just come out, has got a 6.8 inch screen now. The smaller iPhone 11, which also came out this year, has a screen of 6.1 inches. But I think it was the Note phone that paved the way for us to acclimatize to screens that are that large. And I think it's the reason why most of us don't even bother buying tablets anymore or even bother to use them anymore. Our phone screens are plenty big enough now to do everything that we need. I very rarely use an iPad anymore. In fact, most of the time I use my phone, I only use my desktop when I have to because I sit at one all day long. So now with nearly seven inch screens the norm, where does this leave us as designers? First off, let's talk about some stats. These are the stats from last week from a popular website that we look after. The mobile and tablet traffic accounts for a whopping 88% of all traffic that visited in that period. It's crazy. Mobile and tablet traffic is 88% of all traffic. To say it a different way, eight out of 10 people who visited that website are visiting from their mobile device. The web isn't a big web anymore and it needs to be optimized for small screens first because that's where the majority of your users and my users are coming from and the majority of those eight out of ten people are using small screens on their phones as well devices with a width of 375 pixels is by far and away the most popular and to put that into perspective in terms of design that's at least three times smaller than your average desktop screen. So why are so many designers still spending all the time designing desktop websites? Well, I think as designers, too many of us design the desktop experience first and see the mobile experience as an afterthought. But the opposite is now true, no matter how boring that might seem. I get why it is, because I'm guilty of it as well. It's more fun and sexy to design the desktop first. It's more creatively freeing to design the desktop first because you've got a huge blank canvas rather than a 375 pixel box in the middle of your glorious 27 inch iMac screen. Nobody wants to be designing in a little distant box in the middle of their 27 inch iMac screen. But it's also professionally responsible to be doing that and thinking and doing mobile first. Now mobile first has been bandied around, the whole term has been bandied around for nearly a decade and we still haven't properly embraced it. We still haven't properly taken notice of it. We used to be able to get away with that when two out of every 10 users to our websites were using those fancy new iPhone things. But now, the new king of the devices is the small web. 
the new king of the devices is mobile phones. Eight out of 10 users on your website are using mobile phones. It isn't going anywhere and we need to properly adapt our methodologies and thinking to accommodate to that. I guess the biggest irony of all this is the only people still using desktop computers to view websites are us when we're designing and developing websites. Even if it feels boring to you, the real big screen now is the small screen and it's time we all embrace that a little bit better. Thanks for listening. This was the nine minute design show, or should I start calling this the nine-ish minute design show, Friday edition with me, Craig Burgess. I'll be back on Wednesday with another episode just like this one. If you've spotted any news or any design stuff or anything like that that you think I might want to talk about next time, let me know. Tweet me at Craig Burgess or email me craig at getdoingthings.com. Coming soon, by the way, in the next couple of weeks probably, I'm launching something else called the Sunday Night Design Show where I go into more depth about design and look back at the week. That's it. I'll see you soon.